for the Climate Discussion Nexus. I'm John Robson, and this is a readout video from our May 27th Wednesday Wake Up Newsletter. And we have to start by admitting a mistake. It seems we were too optimistic when we said European Union politicians were backing away from climate extremism. It turns out in the face of the pandemic, they're planning a bailout of historic proportions from the EU, the central bank, and the nation states, about 500 billion euros that they'll be handing out to everybody unless you're one of those naughty people who creates CO2. It appears that even Angela Merkel will be happy if her green legacy means grass growing over abandoned car plants. The auto industry only employed about 14 million Europeans, so with about 60 million out of work, who cares about cars? And if that's how Angela Merkel feels, you can imagine that French President Emmanuel Macron is quite unworried, even if his own finance minister has warned that, quote, Renault could disappear, end quote, while Nissan is considering massive layoffs in Europe, though not, it would seem, in Brexit Britain. In Macron's view, I guess, Kilmage de la Solar Power. Yet, there's more bad news for France. You know this rule that Anything you like is in danger from climate change, whereas if it's scary or disgusting, it's going to flourish. You know, we're going to get those cannibal wolf spiders, we're going to get bigger, itchier poison ivy, that sort of stuff. Well, the Wednesday Wake Up notes that apparently Louisiana wetlands and fine French wine are both going to get it due to climate change. Now, possibly you're not a big fan of bogs. They certainly used to get pretty bad press when we called them swamps and then we drained them. But of course, we have realized more recently that wetlands have a vital ecological function. We're trying to protect them. We're trying to preserve them. So, of course, that puts them in the desirable column, which means, of course, they're doomed due to climate change. In this case specifically, some researchers at Tulane University say that while marshes can cope with gradual sea level rise, uh, if it happens faster, they go underwater and stop being marshes. And that is, of course, a profound insight. No amount of grant money too large. But, in fact, there is a certain logic to what they say. They point out that Louisiana lost about 5,000 square kilometers of coastal wetlands in the 20th century. Although I do wonder how much of that was before we got the wetland thing. We were draining them because we thought they were swamps. But then it goes off into the realm pretty much of pure speculation because they look at rapid sea level rise about 7,500 years ago and they say, well, what might happen if that pace of sea level rise were to return? And some people would look at that and go, gee, that's an interesting example of natural climate change. I presume that that wasn't because of an increase in CO2, man-made or natural. How fascinating. Why did it happen? Or they might say, okay, so we had this rapid rise in sea level and yet there are still marshes. How did that occur? To which I suppose the answer might be, well, as some wet areas go under, some dry areas get wetter. But no, instead the study said it's all a disaster. We must cut greenhouse gas emissions or we're in big trouble. And if this kind of reasoning leaves you needing a drink, you should know that Time magazine warns that, quote, Merlot as we know it is on the verge of extinction, end quote. It seems the French have been able to grow this particular variety for centuries because the temperature didn't change at all during the medieval warm period or the Little Ice Age or the Victorian rebound and the 20th century. But now it's going to. And since, of course, farmers don't change their behavior when the weather changes, it means the grapes are going to stop growing. 
no, wait a minute, farmers do change their behavior. In fact, they've managed to grow the Merlot grapes under adverse circumstances for centuries. They grow things in different places. They go further up or down the hill. They do adapt. But never mind all that. Disaster is upon us. Or so the models say. And would the models get it wrong? Now, excuse me folks, I just want to interrupt you watching the video for a moment to talk about you watching the video. Or, to be more precise, to say we're really gratified that so many people who've been watching our videos have also subscribed to the channel. But about two-thirds of people who watch the videos still haven't. And so I want to urge you to do that. And also to like the videos. It helps us build our audience and build the channel. And it's easy to do. There's just a button down there, so you go right ahead. Well, I'll wait. Got it? Excellent. Thanks very much. And now, back to the video. Now, speaking of weather, of course, the newsletter also has another edition of our 1919 or 2019 quiz. But because there's more to climate than temperature, we've gone back to Ranfurly, Alberta, to look this time not at the thermometer, but at the rain. We're told climate change brings extreme weather. So we invite you to look, as usual, we haven't labeled the curves, and tell us which one shows the disruptive impact of man-made climate change and which one is the good old days. And by the way, not that we're all wet, the newsletter also has a piece about rain in the Amazon. It would appear that over many centuries, it's kind of come and gone with no visible trend. Oh, and once more, let me say thank you to all the people from around the world who are watching our videos and commenting on them. It's really gratifying to see how many people in how many places think that we're managing to accomplish our mission, which is to bring more facts and more logic to the debate on climate and less yelling. So, hello, wherever you are, glad to have you on board. As always, if you're not a subscriber, we invite you to go to the site, that's climatediscussionnexus.com, sign up for the Wednesday Wake Up, which is free. Also check out our videos, which you can also find on YouTube at ClimateDN. And I know times are tough, but if you think this is a bad time for bad policy based on shaky science, please go to the donate page, and if you're not already a backer, make a pledge. Big or small, one time or monthly, it all makes a big difference to us. And before I go, I want to introduce you to Kiara. She's a new colleague here at CDN who's doing a series of short take videos on our blog items and our videos. So keep an eye out for those and thanks for watching.